Welcome to the SportKite podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us here. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of SportKite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. If you didn't know, SportKite.org and this podcast are completely volunteer run, and we do have a way of supporting both the podcast and the website, and that's through buymeacoffee.com slash SportKite. So if you like what you see here or what you hear here, uh, consider donating so that we can keep this podcast and the website going for years to come. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and get into this episode. In this episode, I sit down with Paul DeBacher and we kind of have like a little living room chat session about some of the terms and terminology that you may hear when someone is describing a kite or even a kite flyer. So we're going to hold off on describing some of the mechanical terms and some of the parts terms regarding your kite. We'll save that for another episode. This one simply is about some of those adjectives that you may hear when someone is describing kites or a kite flyer. So let's get started. All right, so I am here with uh, Paul DeBacher, and we are going to go over some of the terms that and terminology that people have written in asking for a little bit more of a description of what exactly these terms and terminology mean. Um, and for those that are listening to the podcast, uh, in a later episode, we will go over the terminology of actual kite parts and stuff like that. This is more descriptions that people use when they're either talking about a kite or a kite flyer. So the first up, uh, this was submitted, is what does it mean when you say a kite has good speed control? Um, well, speed control in and of itself can uh, apply either to the kite or to the flyer and, and in the synergy, the balance between the two, right? Um, if a kite has good speed control inherently, um, it is it could be from a couple of design elements, um, most likely um, uh, the, the the bridle, and 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 I guess the term the term speed control mm-hmm. essentially means just that, right? It's it's how well you can control the speed of of the kite. How much does it do it by itself? Uh, how much can you influence the the forward motion of the kite? And um, if you, for instance, have a turbo bridle on a kite, it auto adjusts to where it is in the in the wind window, and and it will, it has sort of a built-in cruise control in that sense. Um, okay, so it kind of slows down the super fast bits, and kind of somewhat speeds up yeah. the slow bits, so everything is more consistent. More speed. consistent, the same speed. Yes. Okay. Um, as as a for a performance, personally, I've never enjoyed that. I want to be able to want to. Uh, to fully control the speed of the kite, I want mm-hmm. want it to do it for me. So, so I want that to be all or as much as possible in the hands of the flyer. Uh, and you do that by by walking forwards or backwards, right? Yeah. Creating more Always wind. Always be walking. <laughs> creating more wind or 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 dumping some wind out of the sail if you want to slow down the kite. So, yeah, I say that that would be speed control. Okay. Controlling uh, the speed of the kite. Okay. Uh, so next up is pitch. What does it mean when you're talking ab- about the pitch of a kite? So um, I think that's a term from from uh, 
aeronautics, airspace, there's three axes over which uh, a kite can, can, can rotate. And uh, the pitch is, is the rotation of the kite uh, when it, say, falls back into a backflip. Okay. So it is, it is uh, uh, rotating around its lower spreaders. So like the nose is going away. The nose is For those going that away and the tail is going. The tail comes up. Comes yep. towards you. Okay. So pitch is essentially how much it's naturally flying or would pitch refer to the action that you're doing? That's a good one. Um, I've never actually thought about it. I've always, I've always seen it in, in the context of, 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 of a three-dimensional trick, right? Mm -hmm. But I guess you could use it in a sentence like it's, the kite is pitched back or forward uh, and refer to a bridle setting. Okay. Uh, next up would be float. What does it mean when you say a kite has good float? I don't know about good. Or uh, bad float? I, I, or no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not assigning a... a a quality to it, right? Okay. It, 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 I guess it, it, it floats, or, or, or it doesn't. Uh, but that can be good or not good, depending on what you want. Um, it's, it's typically you see this in, in very, very light kites, and it, it, it has an ability. Uh, at that point, the kite will have an ability to, to, to not fall out of the sky very easily. So it's, it's, it's really grabby to the, to the air. So this is during flight, not necessarily tricks, per se? That would be my interpretation, okay. but I'm guessing it could uh, apply to, to a kite as it is in, say, a fade, and, 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 and it's, it's floating in that fade. Okay. Uh, what's it mean when you say a kite is deep or it is shallow? Um, that would refer to, to the depth of the sail or... Uh, really simply said the length of the standoffs. Okay. The depth of, 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 of the tunnel that the standoffs create. And to be clear, that's dual line. That would be dual line, yes. There's, there's really not m too much depth when it comes to quad line, unless you're um, looking at like a, fulcrums. There's, there's, or... Yeah, the fulcrums, the airbows, they, they have they have standoffs, they have depth, they have a third dimension built built in, into the structure of, of the kite. Uh, indeed, uh, the, the ref style kites are are pretty two-dimensional. I know there's billow in the sail, but... They're essentially flat. Yeah. Now, I know there's no hard rule here that the deeper the kite is, the better it tricks or something like no. that. But, but generally, what would an advantage of a deeper versus a shallower it's, it's, kite be? It's not just the depth. It's how, it's how the depth of the kite works with the other design elements. So you can't just single out that one design element and say, well, that's what it's going to do... Uh, as far as characteristics are concerned. Okay. I do prefer... To, <laughs> gross generalization. Mm -hmm. um, a shallow sail will typically be, uh, be, be a good... Um, it, it's, it's more perpendicular to the wind, so it catches mm -hmm. more wind. It's better for, for a super ultralight type situation. And a deeper sail has a tendency of, of, of dumping a little bit more wind. Okay. Um, That'd be one thing. Um, I think but like, again, that's a generalization. Okay. I think kind of of some of the first uh, Delta stunt kites. So getting away from like the Peter Powells and stuff mm -hmm. like that and going into the Delta stunt kites. Um, they really didn't have much depth. Nope. 
And they were speak. super shallow. Yep, and and and, and <laughs> yep, they were. That also, they were more difficult to to launch too. They really had to uh, they had to settle when you when you launch them. Um, speed kites are are another example of a very shallow kite, um, and so. For speed kites, a mm -hmm. shallow sail seems to be seems to be the trick. So shallow would be more about flying and speed and deep, maybe, about trick. I think you can you can see that that pretty much all good trick kites have a, have a, a, a sizable depth to them. Yes. Okay. Uh, what does it mean when you say uh, a kite or a flyer is aggressive in response? <laughs> well, the flyer would be aggressive in response if you tell him to leave, right? You can't fly in the spinning field. Um, I don't no, think I that's think you meant the meant. response of the kite and, and, yeah. and, and aggression to in general, right? Yes. There are different flying styles. You can, you can fly mellow, you can fly uh, soft, if you will. You can fly more aggressively. Sometimes the kite demands that from you. Certain styles of kites, uh, sport kites, trick kites, they want that aggressive, those aggressive hard inputs, and and some kites do not. Um, What's an example of a, a more aggressive input kite? Uh, for me, the Nirvana was always a, a pretty hard kite, okay. and um, I know it's an icon of sport kiting, and 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 give it all its props. But it, for that reason, never worked for me. I'm a softer flyer, so I need a softer kite. Okay, which actually. Uh, Answers one of the next uh, terms is, what does it mean by soft touch? The, the opposite of the aggressive touch, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 just it's a more gentle approach to to inputs. So to kind of like I guess break which says nothing ultimately about how well the kite or the flyer is is performing. Right. I mean I've seen some of the best performances with with either style and either kite. It's. It's just what you prefer. It's what flavor you want. Do you like a Porsche or do you like a Lamborghini? So I guess to kind of really cement the difference between aggressive and soft, um, would this be a fair example that if all other conditions are the same, the wind is exactly the same, uh, the kites are exactly the same, or sorry, the wind is exactly the same, the weather is exactly the same, you're taking out all the the... Variables. The variables that really change. An aggressive response in, say, flicking your hand would be stronger and faster, and a soft response would be shorter and smaller. Yeah, or it, it would. Um, intensity and, 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 and length of motion and speed of motion. I think those are the three okay. uh, primary variables there. Uh, interestingly enough, in general, I have found that... that Kites that that require uh, a firmer hand, if you will, uh, require that in both their two-dimensional, their precision flight, as well as their their, their tricks, um, and vice versa. A, a softer kite does that both in in two-dimensional flight um, as well as in trick. So there's very few kites where, for instance, uh, the the precision flying uh, is is soft, and the tricking needs to be done with a firmer hand, or vice versa. Okay. Um, and every time I, which again doesn't happen very often, but every time I, I, I fly a kite like that, I have to get used to it. That takes 
it's got a learning curve all of a sudden. All right, so the next term I think comes a little bit more in regards to a flyer than it does a kite, but uh, happy to be proven wrong on this one. Uh, what do you mean when you're talking about something as precise versus radical? Um, that too, that can, that can also de describe the behavior of, of the kite um, and its response to, to the inputs of the flyer as well as it could describe the flyer itself. It's it's very similar to to radical the, is not synonymous with sloppy. No, not necessarily. So it's not uh, precise more, versus sloppy. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say it's it's typically precise kites. You can get away with more. They're a little bit more forgiving. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say a radical kite. If you if you give too much input, it it just it gets out of control, kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so you just have to be more careful with that part. Uh, and the last term that was submitted was, what does it mean when you say a kite flyer is heavy-handed? Goes back again a little bit to, to the style of inputs, right? Um, um, do you use your inputs? Do you fly from your shoulders or from your wrists? What what are you using? Long arm movements and 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 hard heavy inputs, or are you dialing it back a little bit and and are you using more subtle flicks of the wrist kind of thing? Okay. Any Which in enough, neither one is better or worse. I don't think it, it depends on on the flyer, depends on what the kite requires and feels feels best with. Um, so it's not a it's not a judgment either way. Okay. Uh, any other terms that you ever came across in all of your flying when someone would describe, like, your flying? How would someone describe your flying? Um, <laughs> or how would you I want them know. to why, describe your flying? Why, why do you ask me this? Um, I think you, I don't, you I once don't. said something like planned on a plant planned chaos or something like that? No, that was Andy Preston. He no, said no, no, controlled no. uncontrollability. Yeah, and then you used a version of that. Applying to me? Yes. Oh boy, I've oh, completely I forgotten that. But okay, controlled uncontrollability from Andy Preston. Yes. What, what would that mean? He, um, that was in the early days of, 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 of trick flying, right? And, and so it can look to the untrained eye that a kite is doing something that is completely ridiculous and it's crashing and it's doing some weird flops on the way down. Um, of course that wasn't the case and, and uh, even the untrained eye will see if that trick and move happens at the same spot three times in a row that hey there's some intention behind this um, which for me is why I've always um, uh, been a fan of making things look good and clean and clear and crisp. Mm -hmm. um, I try that in my, in my two-dimensional flying, but also in my trick flying. Uh, that is, I think, the way to quicker show the audience intent. Um, I will always strive for my tricks <laughs> that, I, that I will know where the trick begins, how it comes into the trick and how it gets out of the trick. In my world, is predetermined. 
and even if I made a little mistake, I will not waver from the exit. It will be part of, of what mm -hmm. I'm flying at that point. It will always look, or that's what I, again, what I strive for, <laughs> it will always look intentional no matter what happens. Hmm. Um, and, and the trick, I try to not, if I do a Jacob's Ladder, which is a longer continuous trick, right, takes time. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, in that time, the kite can uh, go up or down or slide, drift sideways. I try to keep it compact and everything. I try to Make have it the in kite. A uh, not so much a column, as, as small as possible space. I okay. try to take up as little possible space in the duration of the trick is I think the best way I can say it. Okay. No flow, no no sideways drifts, no slipping, no sliding, just the trick in its space. Exit, move to something else. Well, that's actually perfect because uh, just in a, a previous episode I talked about four building blocks of, of every trick. Or everything that you're going to do, be it just flying or, or tricking. And um, the first was timing and speed, and the second one was distance. And that applies to how much distance you travel, but also the distance that the action is going to take. You kind of have to work into understanding that and knowing that. So like you saying, you know where a Jacob's Ladder should be. Yeah, again, should I'm not being judgmental. This is right, how it right. works for me. Exactly. Um, but you refine that so that ideally you can always kind of fall back on, I know my Jacob's ladders take this five by five square. I can place it here. And with time, you can, you can build in kind of that understanding of the distance. Yes. And so it, it's not a hard, fast rule. It just... Tying it back to a previous podcast gotcha, episode. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the random terms that people have sent in that we're asking. You know, they're seeing the posts. They're seeing all this other stuff where they're, they're seeing uh, flyers or kites be described a certain way. And, uh, yeah, they just had questions on it and, and would like to know more. So. Okay. Well, we can always do a, a second round of, 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 of something like this if more questions or terms need, need, need clarification. Absolutely. And uh, again, we'll be doing another episode that gets a little bit more into the terms and terminology from a construction standpoint. Okay. So, you know, what is a spar? What is a spine? What is a yo-yo stopper? Stuff like that. We might be able to help with that, too. I, I hope so, as, as a designer, builder, and parts supplier <laughs> parts peddler parts peddler yeah all right well thank you you're welcome all right thank you for tuning into this episode of the sport kite podcast if you like what you heard here consider going to buymeacoffee.com slash sport kite and helping to support this podcast and the website if you have any tips tricks suggestions or if you just have a general question go ahead and send us an email at info at sportkite.org we'd love to hear what you think you can also reach us on facebook just look for sportkite.org we should pop up right there on the top all right uh 
Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you keep seeing our podcast pop up in your your fun streaming platform every Wednesday. And next week, we're going to do an episode where I sit down and talk with Lindsay Wisdom Johnson about a special type of light that he has developed for night flying for sport kites. So stay tuned to that, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.